Happy Wednesday, good people, and welcome to WWT Live. Listen, there's a lot to talk about. And in the words of Run DMC, things in NXT right now are a wee bit tricky. We're talking about Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes, CM Punk. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy, crazy show today on WWT Live. Hello, guys. This is La Mera Mera Thunder Rosa, and I'm here to tell you that you're watching Women Wrestling Talk. 10, Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What's going on, good people? Happy Wednesday to you. They call me the professor around these parts, Gerard Bonner to most people. And this is WWT Live, the Wednesday edition as part of Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And listen, every single day in the world of pro wrestling is a news day. Like, it's very rare that it's just quiet and chill. There's always plenty going on. And of course, when we left you on Monday, we had Raw, NXT, and all sorts of other fun things happening in between there. We'll get you covered on all of that. But, of course, I am not alone. Today, not usually on a Wednesday, but he's rocking with us today. I'm pretty excited about it. It is Booney. What's going on, good brother? What's going on, man? This is actually my first Wednesday now that I think is about it. Is it? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. I've done Mondays. I've done some Mondays. I've done usually Fridays. But Wednesday, right. this is the first time. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be on. Yes, sir. It is good to have you here. How have you been, man? I've been good. Just just extra busy um, shooting, producing uh, my Boone TV show with my wife and mm. and team that we've been working with. Um, so, yeah, that's actually going to be re releasing a week from today on the on the nice. 20th. So, you nice. know, for those who want to check it out on YouTube, you can you can find me, a.k.a. Captain Santa Ho represent. <laughs> that's what that's right here. Right here. It's, it's Santa Ho. <laughs> That's one of my one of my alter egos. I'm telling you, my alter egos got alter egos. So listen, I saw something from you uh maybe about a week or so ago, and it was just downright hilarious. I just was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this whole Malcolm X Santa X thing. Uh, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, Santa, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the angry, the angry Santa who's yes. real Santa. They just know <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> This yeah. is so good. Shout out to uh, everybody in the chat. Bobby, good to see you. Cool Gamer, good to see you. Ron, always a pleasure, cousin. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot to get into. And so yeah. it's tricky, and such is the case as we left NXT last night with Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes. Booney, what is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just like we are still hanging on trying to find out who attacked Trick. And now it's like, but Carmelo, as he says, it was attacked too. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I mean, judging from what the crowd thinks, the audience thinks that Carmelo's guilty. That, yeah. that, that has been the chant ongoing. And I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm hoping... It's not Carmelo behind this, but he he just doesn't seem to be back in his case the best. 
mm-hmm. you know, it seems yeah. a little like, no, man, you know, and, and just, you know, casting it on other people. Like, see, there's a reason that he would do it. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. So, so the way it's been leading up, I will just say that it's been a really, really great storyline that's oh, yes. that's been keeping everybody just guessing. So mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's like, is a Carmelo finally going to come out? Uh, you know, is, is this is this all brewing for a heel turn in mm. some way, or is there some some prize that they have? that nobody's thinking about that's going to bring somebody in with with another debut or return that, you know, people are just really not thinking about. But I mean, these days people know the rumors of everything. So you, you, you would usually hear something by now. So what do you think? You know, I, I think this is one of the best bit of storytelling we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Everybody's Mm -hmm. been talking about long-term storytelling. Yes, This is that. And it seems as though every time we could be close to cracking the case, we get another wrinkle. You know, we had the whole uh, Lexus King thing going for a bit. And that I can't say exactly was squashed, but might have been after deadline when Lexus said, hey, I didn't do it. I was just trying to get basically the good PLE rub. And so now Carmelo getting attacked. And I say attacked because, you know, the trainers check him out. And they say, hey, we don't see anything wrong. Like, you're good to go. <laughs> As opposed to when Trick got attacked, he got taken out of the match altogether. Altogether, so, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it 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 makes you wonder. And again, all of this footage that uh, NXT Anonymous manages to come up with, nobody's come up with footage of Trick's attack, Carmelo's attack. You know, it's just kind of like, okay. So, you know. Yeah seems to to be giving those vibes and i think we we've all been there you know when we when we did something that we weren't supposed to do as a kid (laughs) and we didn't want to own up to it and so we started coming up with reasons why it could be everybody else yes yes no hard evidence and i think that's where where carmelo is right now yeah yeah pulling that like okay well let me you know act like i just got you know, attack too, because that should exonerate me. Because why would I attack myself? Right. You know, kind of thing. Right. But it's like I, I, I don't know. Just that when what's that word they use the the motive? Okay. Yes. You know the motives. You know, you could pull a lot more motives when you're thinking about Carmelo, especially mm-hmm. how you know Trick was always assisting him. And then, you know, once he started to get his rise and just look where he's at now, I mean, as egotistical as Carmelo Hayes is, you know, it's it's hard to imagine imagine him not being, you know, it's hard to imagine him being very comfortable with, you know, essentially who is his sidekick. Mm -hmm. Like at that level now you know and him not having the belt on top of that so i think that's kind of got some screws loose in his mind so Mm -hmm. it's really it's not looking good you know (laughs) on on carmelo's end but either way i'm i'm enjoying the story um they i don't know how long they're going to drag it but i just hope they don't 
over Dragon. I hope they they it since it's been going for a while, this has to have a good punch. This right. has to have a good punchline, a good, you know, um, what do you call a good it? Good payoff for sure. Yeah, good pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm really most excited about. Whether it is Carmelo or not, or whatever it is, I'm just waiting for that payoff. And and you know, just interested on how how they're gonna do it. I, and and given all the long long term like long form storytelling they have been doing, they've been executing it very yeah. well. So yeah. um, I think this has just been really good for NXT um, as one of their. You know, it's one of the few like really long form stories that they've been doing on on that brand. And I think it's good. Absolutely. Uh, the chat is uh, firing things off. Ronell says they're trying to compete with the devil for how long they drag it out. Uh, interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that in terms of comparison to what AEW is doing. I do think that the story is being told much better than this devil story over in AEW to where, you know, there are different wrinkles being thrown in where we go, okay, well, maybe it wasn't mellow or maybe it was, or maybe there's an accomplice or that type of thing. This devil thing right now, I don't think has enough wrinkles to make us go, hmm, who do we think it is? Because it feels like that one's gone on for a yeah. while uh bobby says i'm interested to see this carmelo hayes cost trick williams uh the match against Ilya dragunov i really think to your point bobby that by the time we get to new year's evil on january 2nd is where we're gonna really start to get some answers yeah because in my mind you know with carmelo ending up on smackdown this friday it feels like you know we've got two competing things happening here a potential long-awaited call-up for Carmelo. Uh, and so if that happens, because I think initially I, I've been thinking we're going to see Carmelo trick stand and deliver. <clears throat> but it feels like now this might get hastened to NXT Vengeance Day in February mm. to let these two go at it so Carmelo can officially embrace being on SmackDown. So right. if that's the case, I think we're going to get uh, kind of our answers come uh january 2nd at new year's evil that'll be interesting uh cindy l reports are saying charlotte could be out for up to a year now we will check on that so no worries there eddie good to see you boza good to see you says this is so poorly obvious that Mello did the attacking of trick if we go past new year's evil still wondering i'll be shocked yeah i i think the the real kicker in terms of when we find out will be connected to whenever Carmelo's call up actually happens. Yeah. And uh, I think that's going to be, that's going to be it. Uh, Bobby says, what if it was Grayson Waller since he's wrestling against Carmelo Hayes this Friday? You know, here's the crazy part. There are si still so many people connected or at least with ties to NXT that mm -hmm. if it was Grayson Waller, like that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be crazy. You know, yeah. it wouldn't be too far fetched. So uh, would the, but would the payoff be as good if it was? No. Now, what I think, here's how I think it's going to happen. I no. think this is going to be very much like, you know, um, a scenario where, remember Rikishi? Well, we may or may not remember. Some might remember when 
Stone Cold Steve Austin got hit by the car and everybody was wondering who did it. Mm -hmm. And they found out it was Rikishi, but Rikishi was the one that was actually behind the wheel. The one who set him up was The Rock. So, you know, there's a part of me that wonders if the video will show somebody else actually attacking trip yeah for sure mellow was the one that was behind it and yeah so i i i agree i was yeah. i was actually thinking that if mellow did it he probably you know he paid somebody off you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. yeah to do yeah. it and and the reveal of that will be you know nice and juicy you know right right so so I, that's yeah, yeah that's going to be interesting said is in the chat and he's still out in the streets, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but he says, catching up on NXT, but this thing is dragging and not in a good way. Now, that's an interesting perspective. I will say this. I feel like New Year's Evil is going to be kind of that turning point where if we don't get something concrete, you know, people may turn in terms of their feeling about this story. Yeah. Now, I, I give them till that because, of course, with uh, the holidays coming, and we'll talk about the holidays and WWE in a little bit, and 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 that would be why we wouldn't see this happen in the next couple of weeks. But I think New Year's Evil is gonna be the moment where we find out what really happened, or at least something uh, concrete and definitive, and not just you know these ideas. Yeah, and more theories. speculation. I think yeah, it it's it's at that point that it should. It, mm -hmm. it definitely should. And when, uh, you know, just further when he when he moves on to the main roster, um, I think this is a, a setup for him to be, you know, back to being a heel, you yeah. know, and I think that's going to be more interesting him debuting more as a heel than rather than the baby face, because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't know who they're going to have a rivalry uh, with um, what is is Ricochet on Smackdown or Raw? He's on Raw. Damn it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was just I was gonna say because I'd like to see a rivalry, you know, like that it, it, yeah. coming up. But yeah, I'm I'm more interested in seeing um, you know, him debut as a heel. Okay. Um, but I guess that just depends on who the rivalry would be because I was sitting here thinking, like, I want to see Ricochet and him go at it or something. Well, but, you know, they did have that one match for the North American Championship when uh Carmelo held that title at, at NXT and it was a banger. So, yes. absolutely, them banging again would be yeah. amazing for sure. Yeah, uh, now. A couple of other things happened at NXT last night. Of course, this is women's wrestling talk. So we have to focus on a couple of women who made their in-ring returns last night. They, of course, were uh, Cora Jade, who we saw show up at NXT deadline. But she ended up in a match last night where she ended up teaming with Blair Davenport, who you see in this. And they took on... Uh, the very interesting team of the returning Nikita Lyons and Lyra Valkyria. Uh, Booney, what are your thoughts on the return of Cora and Nikita to an already stacked NXT women's division? I was just saying to my wife last night, watch, I'm like, yo, the women's division at NXT is stacked right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. It's more exciting than the main roster right now. Um, so, well, seeing the, the returns was great because it was just like, I was definitely a Nikita Lions fan. I was a fan of Cora Jade as well. So yeah. their absence was definitely missed. Um, seeing them back, I, I feel, you know, they're both back with, 
with um with a lot of fire, motivation, and just passion. Like Cora's on the new, she's on the new stride right now. She done leveled up. I just feel yeah. that. So I'm yeah. really I'm I'm most excited to see where Cora is gonna go with things. Okay. But but of course, I'm still still Nikita Lions fan as well. Either way, I think it's a great addition. It's it's just so stacked. It's so stacked that it's just like <laughs> I, I think it goes to show that right now, with my opinion, with them added, uh, all right, it's time to have some more um, you know, NXT episodes where there's mm. it's it's more of the women's stories and matches than the men's right now. Yeah, you know, it's it's so interesting because on a regular basis, you know, there was a time where if uh, women opened or closed a show, it was newsworthy. Right. It is so common on NXT that you don't think twice about it, which is kind of where you want to be, you yeah. know, where the stories that are being told, you just care which one's the best story. You don't care if it's a woman's story or a man's story. And right. in this particular case, there are so many great stories being told in the women's division, yeah. you know, whether it is the rise of Lash Legend, you know, the rise, quite frankly, of Fallon Henley. You yeah. know, you've got what she's got going on with <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. I'm know? like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. And yeah. then you have Lyra Valkyria. You know, interestingly enough, getting pinned by Cora Jade in this tag team match, which there's a mm -hmm. lot to be said for that. You've got Lola Vice breathing down uh, Lyric Valkyria's neck as she's the winner of the women's breakout tournament. And then this whole Tatum Paxley thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> very. I, I, I have to tell you. Watching that last night, I didn't know what was going to happen with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if we were on that whole Mickey James Trish Stratus situation right. or something even creepier. <laughs> I don't know. But let me tell you, what we just named, you literally could put all of them on one show and fill two hours of NXT Hands and down. nobody would complain at Hands all. Hands down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's, I, I think that's exciting. I think it's like hitting another golden era, you know, mm -hmm. of the women's division and NXT. Yeah. And a lot of the golden era really started at NXT, you know, nine, 10 years ago. So it's yes. exciting to see that again. Um, just, you know, now it's more, even more than, you know, the four horsewomen and whatnot. Right. And, and it, it's not even about right now, like, oh, who's going to move up and stuff like that. We're just right. more so like, no, stay on this brand. We are enjoying right. this. This the, right. the way it feels, it's just, it's so entertaining. And yes. I, I, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the main roster could take notes, you know. Um, I totally agree. With, with how it's going over at NXT right now. It's really exciting. It is quite special. Uh, said says the Duke of Lionsville is having a parade today. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> Bobby says it's great to see Cora and Nikita back. I agree. Boza says it's so stacked that they could do Evolution 2. Just I, hope it doesn't have to be done like Evolution was. Uh, yeah, I you know, yeah. I definitely think Evolution 2 could be a thing. I also thought about this that it's going to make the Royal Rumble very interesting this coming year mm -hmm. because, you know, 
remember, it's only been since I think 2018 that we've had a women's Royal Rumble. And in yeah. those early years, I say early as if that were a long time ago, but you right. know, a couple of years ago, think about it, they had to go back and pull, you know, uh, legends and those kinds of folks right. yeah. to fill the women. Face. Yeah, they don't have to do that now. They legit could go between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and you have 30 women easily. Easy, easy. Easily. I agree. Yeah, that's dope, man. And yeah. then it's like, I'm pretty sure, I mean, given how um, just all the talk about Jade has, you know, died down for a little while, that's mm -hmm. why I'm like, okay, they're going to they're gonna bring her in Royal oh, yeah. for sure. So for sure. that included, it's just like, man, this is exciting. That's going to be a great, great Royal Rumble. So, yes. um, yeah, that's it. That, because, yeah, you're, you're right. They had to do that. You know, a lot bringing in, you know, everyone from Molly Holly and the others, you know, right, all that, and you know, <laughs> just being in the ring for about thirty seconds, just mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. And that's cool. That was great yeah. to see that. But yeah. now that we have, you know, this stacked of a division, mm -hmm. you, you know, we it, it's really gonna uh, just, yeah, it, this this should be kind of like maybe. The women's Royal Rumble should be the main event again this time because it was the first when they debuted the, the first year, yes. But then it's always been it's starting, but mm -hmm. I, I know that's probably not going to happen now that we got CM Punk back and all that stuff, which we'll talk about later. Um, mm -hmm. but but yeah, this is going to be a really exciting one. I'm, I'm excited for this era, I, yeah. I, this is this is like taking off from the era before. And leveling mm -hmm. up. So just like you're saying, you know, it was always newsworthy for, you know, the first, uh, all the main events and the first right. whatever. But now this is at a point where it's like, I think what will be more newsworthy now is there being more women's matches. Right. Than a lot of the men's matches for, for some time. And mm -hmm. I, I think that can be done, should be done. And would have no complaints about it whatsoever. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Lots of comments here. Uh, Cousin says the NXT women's roster is similar to the time before Rhea, Shayna, and Bianca got the call-ups. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It feels like we went through that 2.0 era, and it feels like we're back in the black and gold era at this point. Yes. You yes. Know? And there's yeah. a lot to be said. Uh, for that, Tatum Paxley has all the potential in the NXT women's division. I'm intrigued to see what she can do. Uh, NXT wrestlers get used on main event too. This is also true. Uh, said says the countdown to when Lola is a surprise entrant. I may get kicked out of the arena. Of course, there is no doubt about that. Said <laughs> for sure. And this is interesting. Interesting take from Bobby. I'd like to see Tiffany Stratton in the women's Royal Rumble match. I don't doubt that she will be in the women's uh, Royal Rumble match. Cindy says, how likely do you think AJ Lee will be a surprise at the Royal Rumble? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think there are a few factors at work there. One of the things that I don't think people consider is that AJ Lee is also very connected to the WOW Superheroes brand. Mm. And uh, that is one of those brands that's not exactly uh, open to you appearing on other TV shows. 
Uh, I, I know a couple of scenarios where there were people that were um, wondering if they'd be able to work other shows in that time frame, and they weren't. So I don't know, you know, and, and she has a pretty significant position with WOW. You know, she's not just doing commentary. She's like, I think, an executive producer or something along that line. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I, and I don't know how long that particular contract is for. So that's the kind of thing that would likely prevent her uh, unless they can work out some sort of deal between WoW and WWE for that. And if she even has interest, I don't know. Yeah. Um, one more thing for NXT before we leave there, and that is the men's breakout tournament, which premiered last night. Uh, already so many interesting things. Uh, we saw uh, all eight members of this match uh, featured there. But right there in the back to the left is a guy named Trey Bearhill who got attacked by one Lexus King. Lexus King ends up uh, taking his place thanks to Ava, who I guess is a new authority figure in NXT. They've not officially said it. She just kind of started making matches and, you know, became because she came out of Sean's office. We go with it. So, yeah. <laughs> so with that said, last night we had two matches in the breakout tournament. Obafemi defeated Miles Bourne and Riley Osborne defeated Keanu Carver. Did you get a chance to see any of these matches? And what were some of your takeaways if you did? I didn't get a chance to finish and get get to these matches. So I was okay. going to catch up on those today. Um, so you'll you'll have to fill me in. I already know that they they're rewind worthy, which is why I'm going to catch up on them. So so how they, how were they? They absolutely are. I, I I have to tell you, just as much as we've been talking about the rise of the women's division, I am so blown away at NXT's ability to recruit incredible talent mm. obafemi is remarkable mm. like this guy is you, he has a presence to him and you're just like okay this guy's in the room same thing for keanu carver and keanu carver they said that was his first match last night and oh, the wow. things he pulled off last night against riley riley osborne I actually thought he might defeat Riley Osborne. I think mm. Riley ended up winning, obviously, his connections to Chase U. Mm. And I think the breakout tournament, you know, serves a lot of purposes. Certainly, whoever wins obviously gets a significant push. You know, the last men's breakout tournament winner was Odyssey Jones, if I remember. And injury has kind of kept him off of our television screens. Yeah. Prior to that, it was... Uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes, and we all know how yep. things have happened with Carmelo Hayes. The yes, breakout tournament has really been significant. So uh, it's important for the winner, but I think it's also important for exposure as well. Yes. On the women's side, we saw uh, our introduction to Carmen Petrovich, and mm -hmm. we were just like, wow. And that reaction is allowing her to be inserted into, again, a very stacked women's division. That yes. Keanu Carver... Insane. Just get ready. Oh my oh, lord. Man. I I will say this. Okay, this is heavy to say, but I'm gonna say it. I feel like he is a young version of what we currently expect Keith Lee to be. 
Ah. Okay. So, so there's the expectation of what we expect Keith Lee to be and what he has been. No knock to him, but I don't think he's lived up to our expectations. Keanu Carver, that guy. Got it. That guy. Okay. With that said, I've seen Tavion Heights and Luca Crucifino on Level Up before, and they both randomly appeared on NXT once or twice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dion Lennox is new, so I'm looking forward to seeing him. But I think with Lexus King inserted in here, it kind of seems like a no-brainer that he would end up winning the breakout tournament. Um, But we'll see how all of this goes. It's definitely going to be fun to watch for sure uh boza says a good win that chase university needed i agree uh definitely a win for him bobby says i'm rooting for lexus king or obafemi see that obafemi he's he's got it yeah. uh while this tournament is good my fear is that they will just use to shove elect lexus king down our throats more after he lost to Mella. i don't know about shoving him down our throats i mean truth be told i don't think lexus king even needed the breakout tournament he already came in with a degree of fanfare. I think the tournament could be useful for him, though. Uh, Bobby says Dragon Lee had a great match against Tyler Bate. I totally agree for the North American Championship. Good to see you, special little nobodies. Uh, so we'll be following this breakout tournament, of course, on the men's side for yeah. NXT. And those of you who may wonder on Wednesdays, why is the Wednesday show so NXT heavy? Because NXT is just that good. It really is. It's it's just that good. With that said, though, uh, Monday night was pretty special. Let's see. Said says King's got the goods. Many aren't old enough to know how good his pops was. And I think that's really important that you said that. Uh, Lexus King, you know, is the son of, of Brian Pillman. And if you did not get the opportunity to see Brian Pillman, do yourself a favor. Go back on the WWE Network or on YouTube or whatever, and just kind of binge watch all things Brian Pillman. You will realize how good he is. Brian Pillman uh, was part of a tag team at one point called the Hollywood Blondes with the guy who went to be known as Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was stunning back then. Um, And then he went on to really have an incredible career uh, at one point as a babyface. But then when he became the loose cannon, Sheesh, that was a problem. It was a problem. So uh, go back, check out all things uh, Brian Pillman, and then you'll understand why Lexus King is such an important signing for NXT. And I don't believe he's getting shoved down our throats. I believe he's being presented to us. Here we go and creating some trouble. Uh, I believe he's going to he's being presented to us in a way that he could not be presented when he was in AEW. And I think that's of extreme importance. Let's see. Boza says he needs the PC, but saying he already has the fanfare. I'm not sure if the tournament was needed for him or if others, uh, the others will benefit from the tournament. And again, there's not a guarantee that Lexus King wins this. We've seen stranger things happen. So we'll see how it all plays out. Now, moving from NXT back to the night before, The big question going into Monday Night Raw is where would CM Punk sign? The last four or five days, we've seen him on SmackDown, NXT, and then on Raw. Well, we kind of know how this story ends. And, Booney, would you like to set this one up in terms of where Mr. Punk is gone? And then we'll have a CM Punk conversation. Well, um, definitely (laughs) had a – when CM Punk came out and did his promo and talked about being on Raw – 
and and called it his home and uh you know talked about that being the arena where he debuted actually which was really cool full circle um then uh seth rollins made his way out and they faced off looking at each other for quite some time without mm-hmm. a flinch or even a blink mm-hmm. and and seth i was just I will get to it, but I was just like, come on, Seth, get that microphone, get that microphone. I hope this isn't just a stare off and then just walk back and then just no, no, no. Then he pelted. He's like, give me that microphone. I'm like, yes, let me hear it. <laughs> so uh, Seth unleashed um, uh, a promo uh, really going in on CM Punk where it's, it's one of those things where it's like for for a fan like me, it's like, is this kayfabe or is this real being kind of interjected into it? And I, I will say that, you know, from my perspective, I am I am Team Seth uh, okay. all the way I, with what he was saying. Um, uh, this is, <laughs> this is kind of. I don't know, a very unpopular opinion, but I can just be honest because I don't care what people think. This is entertainment and it's just just my opinion. So um, I miss the entire ruthless aggression era. Okay. so I you know, it was just I think the last WrestleMania I watched was with Hogan and The Rock. Um, headline. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that was the last. So and then it was like so pretty much added after Attitude Era, I I had you know lost contact. So I missed all of CM Punk's whole era. When mm-hmm. I started watching again was actually just some months after he had left. Okay. So as this new era, the era that I don't know what we're going to call the past 10 years, what that was, maybe we'll call it the, it's kind of like the women's evolution era slash the new day era. I don't know what you want to call it, but (laughs) I, I have mainly known of CM Punk before from just the constant chance. And I remember not understanding what it meant. And it just always seemed to be the chant when, you know, they disagreed and some bullshit was happening you know, as far as booking and everything. And as I got to know a little bit more about CM Punk and everything, cool, you know, I saw him debut on, uh, well, I didn't see him debut on AEW, but I've watched promos and all that stuff. And I'm one to sit here and say, since I missed that era, I don't get it. And so I, I am totally indifferent when it comes to CM Punk. And I've mentioned that before so the thing for me is i am just waiting to see i'm not one of these haters that it's just like just because i'm pro this person or whatever i don't just you know try to disagree with people just to disagree with people i'm just honestly like when i feel like i see something that is impressive that really like catches and grabs me i'm all in so i'm 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 kind of just on this end where it's like, all right, CM Punk is back. Now I can see what everyone's been talking and chanting about and, and you know, rant, ranting and raving about. And so once it finally happened, when he finally returned, it was cool to see the people so excited. I love seeing people excited and happy, but was I sitting there like, oh, no. 
I was like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm let, let's see. Uh, so, since Seth Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, mm-hmm. um, I'm interested in this rivalry. I think there's a lot to work with, whether it's kayfabe or real or not. I think what they have to work with it could be really, really, really good. And I'm hoping that just on my end, when Cody Rhodes returned and had his rivalry with Seth Rollins, every match was like, damn. Even with a torn peck, damn. Mm-hmm. And it had me like, damn. This is this is what we talk about. He he left at Stardust and came back like what? Like it, 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 new moves, promo game, all crazy. Like he's just I, I can't deny Cody Rhodes, even if I'm not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. I can't deny like this dude is doing his thing, and I'm proud to see where he's at. So now that he has this rivalry with Seth Rollins, I'm hoping to get that same feeling I was getting from Cody Rhodes. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and it seems like most other people are automatically going to be feeling that way regardless. But me, I missed it. So you can be mad at my opinion if y'all want, but that's just me being honest. I missed it. So I'm indifferent and waiting to see what everyone's talking about. Well, I will say that no one can be upset that you missed it. I mean, it, it you know, if you missed it, you missed it, I right? Missed it. Um, but but let me try to very, very briefly give you cliff notes to explain why it's such a big deal. Yes, please. Um, so CM Punk, when he came to WWE, he came uh after being the guy at Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the guy. And his introduction to WWE came in WWE's uh, version of ECW. Mm -hmm. Um, Long story short, CM Punk really represented the indie guy who never got a shot in WWE. Ah. And so for those wrestling purists who loved wrestling outside of WWE. Right. Getting to see a CM Punk come in and find success in WWE was a major deal. Because remember, we're talking, you know, coming. Well, first of all, nobody ever anticipated a world in WWE without Vince McMahon in charge. Right. So we've known for years that, okay, for someone from the outside to come into this WWE bubble, you know, you didn't always find success because the WWE way was just different than the way things were done elsewhere. Right. What was happening during the time that CM Punk came into the, into the WWE was fans had more access to wrestling outside of WWE. Mm -hmm. They had access at this point to, you know, ring of honor and trading tapes and all that type of thing. Right. And so CM Punk really represented, he also represented that change of the guard where we're moving away from the the big guy and the character to the average Joe, the average size guy who can come in. It's honestly one of the reasons why people jumped shortly after he left behind Daniel Bryan, Mm. a.k.a. Bryan Danielson. Bryan Danielson, very similar uh, pedigree. Lots of great time in Ring of Honor. You know, that indie guy that wasn't supposed to make it. And truth be told, the CM Punks of the world paved the way 
for the Seth Rollins, who also came okay. through Ring of Honor, Brian, okay. uh, Daniel Bryan, and all of these people. So yeah. CM Punk uh, represented a lot. There was even a spot that they did where Punk's contract had run out in WWE. This was mm -hmm. legit. Mm -hmm. And he had a title match his last night in the company. This was two weeks after the, the infamous pipe bomb. Yeah. Um, so he has this match against John Cena for the title in Chicago. And mm -hmm. if Punk, uh, if Punk wins, he's leaving one way or the other. If Punk wins, he's leaving with the WWE title. And this mm -hmm. had never happened before. Right. <laughs> uh, it was like Money in the Bank 2011, I think, is when this happened. It was in Chicago. And it was insane. That crowd was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> and Punk won. And mm. Punk takes the WWE title, leaves the All-State Arena, and Vince has this egg on his face. Like, it is just, it's incredible stuff. Okay. So CM Punk would come back, ultimately win the title, hold the title for 434 days, mm. and then get beat by The Rock uh, at the Royal Rumble. And uh, not long after that, it might have been, he might have had one more year after that happened. But not long after that, once we got to 2014, mm -hmm. you know, he would end up leaving WWE. Mm. And so we hadn't seen CM Punk. So it was almost like we never got to see how the legend would end. Right. We never got to see that, you know. Um, now, the difference here is where when Cody Rhodes left, he left and continued wrestling. Right. You know, he wrestled in New Japan and Ring of Honor and created AEW and all exactly. the things. Um, NWA, all the things. Punk mm -hmm. did not. So yeah. when Punk's return came to AEW two years ago, massive deal, yeah. you know. And the allure there was, I should also mention that Punk did this podcast, this ever famous or infamous podcast, with mm -hmm. his now former friend Colt Cabana, where he just talked all about the crazy things that happened to him in WWE and why he would never return, how he nearly died because he had to work with a staff infection, all the things, right? Yeah. Um, so the reason that his comeback to WWE is so astronomical mm -hmm. is because nobody ever thought it would happen. Right. Like, you know, we've had these moments where Ultimate Warrior came back and we were like, no way. You know, Eric Bischoff yeah. shows up. No way. Bret yeah. Hart coming back. No way. But of right. all the no ways, this was probably the, the biggest, biggest no, no way. way. Okay. So this is why it's such a massive deal mm -hmm. because nobody thought it would happen. He opened the door to ultimately create the WWE that we have today that allows Seth Rollins to be the world champion. Now, Seth Rollins is very angry because it, all those things that he said were yeah. true. They were all true. Like they were all true. So that's what makes this so intriguing. And Bobby, yes, let me let me address that. So Punk uh, being on backstage in 2019, Punk was very clear he was an employee of Fox, not an employee of WWE. Right. Uh, and so he only appeared um, on backstage in that capacity, but he was not yeah. on any other WWE programming. So he was not part of the company. Um, so with that said, this was massive. And that's why it is such a big deal. 
for so many people. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it, it's def definitely kind of like kind of in that pioneer mode where he paved the way for mm -hmm. you know uh, so many of the independents that that you know are huge now. I that makes sense. Like. And I appreciate you educating me on that and everything. Oh, so no problem. Talk, yeah, because I have, you know, a better understanding of yeah. the full impact of the return and all that. So it's like, okay, I'm really interested in this. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was saying, like, I'm not, like, just some hater or just someone trying no, to. I'm, I'm just sure. like, I I don't, you know what I'm saying? There's, I, I feel it's kind of similar to, um, like, you know, Sasha Banks has been gone. And mm -hmm. let's say whole five, <laughs> ten years go by, you know what I'm saying? And someone completely just started watching like this month, mm -hmm. you know, and just missed the whole entire era and the importance of what 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 she did, you yeah. know, and yeah. and that return would have us so excited, but maybe that right. person like uh i don't get it huh yeah oh, yeah okay you know and and just you know being able not being able to just have time to go back and look at everything and the impact of everything so mm -hmm. yeah y'all getting genuine boonie mayfield here right now i'm like you know i don't know everything and i'm proud to just be able to say that and learn because i know that there's people that will be watching this fans that watch this that don't know everything either so no, and that's know. what we're here for. We're all learning from each other. <laughs> exactly. So, absolutely. No worries. So let me see. There's a there is a, there are a bunch of of comments here. So let me make sure I check them out. Yeah. Does Booney and Professor think Punk looks different here than he did in AEW? So okay, thank you for mentioning this, Boza, because I've actually seen tweets about this. The question is, do we think that Punk looks different here than he did in AEW? The lighting in WWE is different. I'm going to say this. Everything looks different in WWE versus AEW. And one, I mean, and, and here's the flip side to it. Go look at Adam Copeland in AEW versus Edge in WWE. They look very, very different. I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Sure, lighting is a thing, et cetera. But w, this is the difference between a sports entertainment company and a pro wrestling company. Sports entertainment side, they are very, very focused on the aesthetic. And they're going to do whatever needs to be done to enhance the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. um, and so I definitely think that's a, a big part of it. Uh, I, I need to – let me – I wish I had some um, side-by-sides in terms of – so look oh, at this front-face picture that you see of Punk here on WWE in his return. You'll probably notice that there are a few less grays involved mm. um, and things of that nature. They're very image conscious. Mm. Um, and, and so it is very likely that he looks very different than he did in AEW, likely a bit younger. Um, and that that's just kind of how uh, part of that goes. Let's see. Cousin says, I've seen footage of the last person to record Punk walking out of the arena with the title, still in full gear. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, when he walked out, he walked out through the crowd and literally walked out on the street, caught a cab and went home. It was pretty incredible. Wow. Uh, and then I think here's the thing. Um, oh, special little nobody's core grew up a bit. She seems more adult now for some reason. I agree. Yeah, she did grow up. 
yes, she did. <laughs> um, Boza, uh, and, and this is the other thing that I think to this point that Boza is making um, is what makes Punk's return so astronomical because many didn't think this would happen when, remember, he just got fired from AEW right. end of August. Yeah. Literally, it was Lond all in London. Yeah. And uh, the night before All Out in Chicago, he gets fired. Right. So I, I think this is pretty amazing, you know, to see again, because we're used to people jumping ship, you know, and it takes 60, 90, 120 days, a long period of time. This was not long at all. No. This was not long at oh. all. Uh, cousin says, I appreciate your overview on punk. I've gone back to watch Summer of Punk. I still really didn't get the punk craze. This took a lot of Vaseline off the glass. Appreciate that. Um, no so I want to, yeah, I, I, I'm not fully sure what I just read, but I'm I don't, yeah, I don't know what Vaseline off the glass. <laughs> I don't know what that meant, I don't, but <laughs> I don't know that idiom, but, but I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I do want to ask this question to you guys and Booney, and this to everybody. Mm -hmm. So it felt like to me that before, even before Survivor Series, mm -hmm. we were all pretty convinced that the main event was going to be Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. We probably, the main event of, of, of Mania 40, we probably also somehow assumed that Cody would go back to back and win the Rumble. Right. Monday night, Punk enters himself into the Rumble. This face-off happens, which I think is going to be one of the iconic WWE face-offs of all time. Yeah. Hands down. Definitely. My question to you now is, do we see Punk Rollins also as a main event for WrestleMania? And if we do, does this mean that we have no women's main events at WrestleMania 40? That's the question for everybody. Booney, what do you think? You know, the, it's like, it's like even what I was just saying about the Royal Rumble and where that should, I'd like to see that place. Given on what they always tend to put their stock in, you know, the, the likeliness of that happening is very likely and disappointing at, hmm. at the same time. That could, I, but that's the thing. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, I, that's what I don't want to see happen, you know? Um, but it's kind of like, it, it, it. you just know how much stock they're putting in with CM Punk's return. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Roman Reigns match and, especially with Cody, all that going on. And man, that's a, it's, that's a tough. This is a good problem to have. It's, it's, yeah, it's a tough, um, it's a tough question. I guess I'm wondering the, um, cause I was just talking with my wife about it. Um, the other day, yesterday or the day before of, you know, just who do we think is, likely to win the women's Rory Rumble. Mm -hmm. And we we're just talking about the possible um you know face offs uh with that. Um I don't know what your opinions are, but I was just kind of like 
because she was asking to do, I think um, they would give it to Jade with her debut. And I was like, no, I actually hope not. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I wouldn't want to see her uh, when uh, honestly, what I see right now is the possibility out of minus, uh, you know, Sasha out of the four horsewomen, the one that hasn't won a Royal Rumble is Bailey. And Correct. there is clearly uh, a turn starting to happen with the with with all the turmoil and damage control. So I, at some point, I feel like that, you know, when that when when they turn on her, when they pretty much edge her out like Judgment mm-hmm. Day, yeah. um, I, I feel like do you do you think that's going to become a, like a baby face turn for Bailey again? I definitely think there's a face turn for Bailey in the works. Uh, will that result in a Royal Rumble win in a WrestleMania match? I don't know. It could. I it think could that's be her and EO you yeah. know, type of thing, but I don't know. And the other interesting thing, too, is, you know, just like there are two championships on the men's side, there are two championships on the women's side as well. So we could theoretically have co-main events on both nights which I wouldn't be terrifically upset with because right. on one hand, the win- the women's winner or the winner of the women's rumble has to get a title shot. Yeah. And then I'm sure there will be an elimination chamber match to determine the challenger for the other championship. So right. I think this is going to be uh, very, very interesting for sure. Let's see. Uh, now, but when you think about this past WrestleMania 39, Mm-hmm. The main events both nights was, you know, the tag team, the Usos with Sammy and, and Kevin. Right. And the following night was Cody and Roman. Right. So technically there wasn't a women's uh, match as a main event. Correct. This WrestleMania already. So, so even though Charlotte and Rhea's match was <laughs> amazing. Exactly. I, I think the answer to this will ultimately be. What are the hottest stories in the company at Mania? Yeah. The thing is, for as many people who wanted to see a women's main event at WrestleMania, I don't think anybody can argue that March, April of 2023, the hottest story in pro wrestling was the bloodline. Right now, that's a different answer. But yeah. back then, Absolutely the hottest story. So it made sense that Sammy and KO would fight the Usos on night one. It made sense that Roman would fight uh, uh, Cody on night two. The challenge we have right now is while everybody believes that Roman versus Cody is penned in as the main event or penciled in, it is in no way the hottest story right now. So I think... If WWE under this new regime is consistent with the idea of what are the main stories people want to see right now, CM Punk, Seth Rollins, absolutely a main story, sure. you sure. know, and we may have to wrestle with what that second main story is. Is it Cody, you know, trying to finish his story? Are there other elements that could be bigger stories? Could Bailey and damage control be a bigger story? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. So I think that there's still some time between now and them for them to determine that. Um, so I, I think that's going to be really exciting to see. Some other com- comments out here quickly. 
uh bailey bobby's agreeing with you that bailey could win the women's rumble match and and battle eo sky which i think would be a great story to tell yeah yeah that's uh, yeah said made an interesting point if it's becky's farewell match she's getting a main event and i don't doubt that yeah, you sure. know which if that's the case could she end up winning the rumble um, um it, it's like since she's already won it I don't think she needs to. Like you said, the elimination chamber thing would mm -hmm. be a thing for the other belt because I think that would be her against Rhea, which yes, that that match be, definitely needs to happen. Exactly, it would be her against Rhea. So I that's why I keep thinking I see more so Bailey possibly being the one to win the Royal Rumble, given the storyline of where it's at with damage control. And what they can do with it. I'm, otherwise, I, I'm just like that, that. That's really who I'm most interested in actually winning and what they can do with the story. So JD says they're not going to shove Jade into a WrestleMania that quick. Well, yeah. I disagree. Well, they're not going to shove her into a WrestleMania main, main event yeah. that quick. But yeah. you can bet your entire paycheck that Jade Cargill will be at WrestleMania yeah. one way or another. Or another. Yeah, that's a sure. that's a given. You can you yeah. can yeah, you can take that to town. Yeah. Uh let's see. Boza says I'm thinking the Royal Rumble winner will go for the World Heavyweight Championship. Chamber is used for Roman's Mania opponent. It all depends. Like it's so up in the air right now. Yeah. Uh but I would have to imagine that Punk and Cody right now are your odds on favorite to win the rumble that's just my my guess and we are still you know a few weeks out from the rumble uh perhaps the world heavyweight championship would be earlier in the card perhaps night two possibly uh obafemi is giving me francis Ngannou vibes i hope i said that name correctly mm -hmm. uh boza says with mania two nights it's hard to pick one main event for each night and that's fair too yeah. i think i think you know what we've considered main event as last on the show isn't always that i think ultimately yeah. in the eyes of the fans the main event is the match you came to see i mean that's really what it that. boils down yeah. to i agree uh so set says shin costing cody the rumble seth costing punk the rumble both of those things could happen <laughs> both of those things could happen which i think is going to be uh incredible so then Let's oh man, and we are good lord, we're out of time. Oh, um, we so we're gonna we're gonna zip through a couple of things because someone had mentioned this, and I want to make sure I follow up on this. Indeed, uh Seth's contract is up in 2024, and part of the reason this happened, and you know, we've been talking about the bidding war for 2024, and we've only been thinking about it from the AEW side, but it's important to note that WWE signed a lot of people to five-year deals in 2019 with the birth of AEW. Those five-year deals are up here in 2024. Now, what I will also say is I think it is far less likely for any of those who were signed back in 2019 who signed that five-year deal, I think it's far less likely that any of them will be leaving. Yeah. So to me, you know, especially after what we just saw Monday night, I don't see any reason why Seth Rollins, who is by all means a company guy, would not re-sign with right. WWE. 
Becky Lynch, if she doesn't resign, it would likely be because she may be ready to hang it up. Retire. Um, You know, she does have a whole book coming out, WrestleMania week, which all of that, if that goes together, wow, that that would be uh, something. But right now, honestly, I don't see anybody in WWE whose contract comes up for renewal in 2024 leaving. I don't see that. I don't see any of them leaving. so that that would be interesting. All right, we're going to, I think, get ready to move into what I like to call uh, <laughs> uh, Excalibur mode and see how many stories we can get done quickly. So here we go. All okay. right, so earlier this week, in fact, Monday night, was the Hollywood premiere of The Iron Claw, the movie about the Von Erics. That's hitting movie theaters on December 22nd. This picture has gone out there, which has caused a lot of, conversation mjf and john cena there's also a picture floating out there of mjf along with Liv morgan uh with cj perry doing the interview which i just think is absolutely (laughs) hilarious so it fuels all kinds of rumors about mjf and his future though i i still think he's solidly staying with a A w speaking of the von erics the von erics uh in fact tonight will be a part of Winter is Coming, the the latest uh, presentation from AEW Dynamite, which is a fully stacked show. It'll mm. include three matches, actually four matches, I'm sorry, from the Continental Classic, three of them on the gold side, which we normally see the gold bracket of uh, that tournament on Dynamite and the Blue League on Collision, but they're playing catch-up. So Brody King and Andrade El Idolo We'll have a match from the Blue League tonight on Dynamite as well. It's a pretty significant night because Swerve and John Moxley lead this tournament with nine points. And so you've got to imagine the winner of that match could likely go on to win the Gold League. Uh, the Blue League is still up for debate, but I'll say that uh, Brody King is doing big things, as is Andrade El Idolo. I believe they're both tied at six points right now. And Andrade, after that win Saturday night over Brian Danielson, that's going to be a really big deal. So uh, we'll be looking forward uh, to that. Now, Ring of Honor's final battle takes place this Friday, and it will be main evented by Athena against Billy Starks for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Now, this is a very interesting quote because there was a media day uh, done with Tony Khan for mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, and uh, he was asked about this theory or this strategy of putting final battle on Honor Club. And, uh, well, it's probably best to just give you Tony Khan's words. Like, I could, but <laughs> here's what Tony Khan said. What did he say? Tony Khan said, This has been tremendously successful in terms of gaining new subscribers. And you'll remember on Monday, we talked about uh, the success of Ring of Honor's Honor Club. He says, and this is my favorite, as an experiment, it's been a big win. Coming up on World's End, I think it made sense for the timing of this, at least as it stands now. We've had great returns on Ring of Honor pay-per-views. There's a market for it. Uh, He says it's a great part of the investment. When you look at the revenues of pay-per-views, they are the biggest revenues in ROH history. If we decide to go back to that or stay with this model long-term, it'll be because we had success as promoters. So long story short, the theory or the strategy of having final battle 
on Honor Club is bringing new subscribers, which I think is important. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens uh, going forward. I think personally in the current economy of pro wrestling, it only makes sense that if you're paying a monthly charge for a streaming service, you should also be able to see that pay-per-view live since yep. that's the model that the WWE has created for a long time, by the way, since its creation of the WWE Network, which, by the way, yes. was in 2014. Can you believe yeah. in 2024... <laughs> The WWE Network will be 10 years old. Oh, my goodness. Mind I remember it because it, it was like I started watching just then at the, uh, towards the end of 2014. It's like mm -hmm. $9.99. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. like, man, I'm going to do this. And then I got I got it for, um yeah, the 2015 Royal Rumble. And mm -hmm. yeah. It, yeah. From there, that that's 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 when my new era of being a fan started. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is amazing. All right. Golly. All right. I'm going to go through these two stories very, very quickly. Uh, first and foremost, uh, someone mentioned this earlier in the chat. Uh, Trent Seven has signed with TNA, as has Kushida. Kushida, a former six-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, also a former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion, also a former Cruiserweight Champion over an NXT, and uh, he had actually spent some time in Impact earlier this year uh, in his tag team with, of course, Kevin Knight, and actually right around April or so got a shot at the Impact World Championship, but now he is officially signed to TNA, which is awesome. Uh, you guys have heard about this, it's almost like an urban legend now, but this lawsuit between the WWE and MLW. Well, they've actually reached a settlement and they've not gone public with the terms of the settlement, but it's believed that that document, that doc documentation, excuse me, will become public in the next 30 days. But yeah, no longer a war between the WWE and MLW, which means hopefully perhaps Jacob Fatu might make his way over into this bloodline story. And if he does, uh, it'll be kind of amazing. So it's one of those things that I like to see. All right. Last but not least, congratulations to uh, Mark Henry, who will have a documentary showing up on A&E uh, in January. Interestingly oh. enough, it is amid that list of documentaries coming through that deal involving A&E and WWE. So a WWE produced documentary on Mark Henry, who of course currently is in AEW. But I definitely think nobody tells this story like the WWE. So I think it should be pretty awesome yeah. to see. And doubling back to something we mentioned at the top of the show, Triple H is the man. And here's why we're calling him the man, not just because of what he's done in terms of WWE content, but he's done something that I don't believe has really been done in the history of WWE. Now, I could be wrong on that, but I think I'm right in that he has ensured that there will be no WWE live events from December the 19th through Christmas, which means next Monday uh, will be the last live WWE event uh, before Christmas. And he's done this so that talent and employees can actually spend a solid week with their family, um, which is absolutely amazing. That's Kudos awesome. to Triple H. So after next week's Raw, um, matter of fact, this Friday night, SmackDown will be live and then they will tape another episode for the following Friday so that these superstars are not on the road. 
Uh, NXT will not be live to my understanding for the next couple of weeks as well. And then the next show that we will see after Monday Night Raw live on the 18th will be a live show, a holiday live show at Madison Square Garden, December 26th, which, for the record, will be the first match back for CM Punk. He will take on Dominic Mysterio in, of all places, Madison Square Garden. These kinds of things make me very happy. Yeah. Very excited about that. So I think we got through about uh, how many? One, two, three, four. Yeah, we got through about seven or eight articles in five minutes. I'm pretty yeah, proud yeah, of yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> went through. Read through it. Yeah, hey, the professor. All day. <laughs> <laughs> we breeze through. So quickly, let me look at some of these comments here. because There have been quite a few. Uh, let's see. Boza says the Blue League has been weird with how they present their matches. Yeah, uh, and part of the reason why there was a bit of a lag with some only having two and some having three was because Brian Danielson was out. So they couldn't initially have all three matches initially as they would uh, week one. Uh, let's see. Bobby says Swerve versus Mockley could end with a draw. That could happen. Um, Boza says he's surprised that it took Tony Khan this long to air a Ring of Honor pay-per-view on our club for free. I actually have a theory behind that, and I'll say it clearly. I think that the Ring of Honor pay-per-views were the only separate Ring of Honor shows where they were really generating significant revenue mm. because Ring of Honor's tapings outside of those few individual tapings that were happening in Orlando have been happening on the back of Collision, and they're not doing house shows either. So I think that pay-per-view revenue plus the arena revenue was something good for Ring of Honor. So Kushida is exclusively with TNA now. Um, he's been appearing there as part of, yes, correct, correct. Um, let's see, 2014 was around the same time I got, ah, oh, thank you, cousin. I appreciate that. And uh, let's see, Bobby is happy that everyone will be off for Christmas, as am I. And if anything, glad they have house shows off. TV-wise, I think that only the only thing some of us weren't sure of was the TV side. Well, yeah, that's how that's going. So kudos again to Triple H. I think we're going to have a great end to 2023 and an amazing 2024. All right. Yes. We've gone through the show. Booney, let the people know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, you can find me on uh, pretty much Instagram, uh, YouTube, at Booney Mayfield. You can also find me on all streaming platforms under Booney Mayfield. Um, yeah, be sure to check out my uh, next volume of Boone TV on YouTube. It's a musical comedy show. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'll be promoting. So when you follow me and check me out, that's what you'll be seeing some stuff of. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome sauce. Of course, you guys can check out my commentary work. Well, first of all, you can follow me at Bonnerfied. You can check out my commentary work with Southern Honor and IWE on IWTV. You can check out my commentary work with uh, the Nightmare Factory uh, on YouTube on their night on their Nightmare Factory YouTube page. I'll actually be with them Friday, um, whereas we'll be doing another student showcase, student showcase twelve. Really excited about that. 
Also, you can check out my work with All Caribbean Wrestling on their YouTube page as well. And you can check out my work with Ashe Wrestling uh, at AsheWrestling.com. And uh, there are some clips floating around now from some things that I did there at Ashe. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, you can find it either on their page or on my social page as well. Make sure you're following us here at Women's Wrestling Talk. www.talkpod.com is the website. Articles, all sorts of great content. And I got word today, I won't give it away because the boss man, a boss woman, I don't want her to, to string me up, but I, I just got word of another major interview. And I do mean oh. major interview oh. coming to Women's Wrestling Talk. You guys are going to love it. And yeah. I may or may not have mentioned their name on the show today. That's all I'll say. Um, so lots of people to choose from there, but that's yes. you can check that out. You can also check out all the socials uh, that are popping for Women's Wrestling Talk at WW Talk Pod across all the socials, TikTok, Twitter, or X, Instagram, all the places they are doing wonderful things. So shout out to everybody who joined us in the chat. You guys always keep it popping. Boza, Bobby, uh, Ron, special little nobodies. Said, of course, always great to see you, buddy. Uh, JD, uh, let's see. I saw uh, Cindy L in there. I feel like I'm Eric. Uh, all the people, thank you guys for rocking with us. We cannot do what we do without you. So we'll be back doing this on Friday. There are other shows, of course, here on the network that I want to make sure that you guys check out and make sure you scan that cute little QR code in the upper right hand corner, because there you can get incredible merch from women's wrestling talk, all sorts of wonderful things happening. So until next time, good people keep it locked here to women's wrestling talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.